What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. We have a very special show for you today. We have the founders of Forest Yoga on. We are talking to Anna Forrest and Jose Calarco, and we are diving down some amazing rabbit holes, talking about nurturing your spirit, discerning truth, and so much more. We talk about um, overcoming addiction, why you have to move your body, um, eating more intelligently, choosing to become brilliant, understanding opinions, uh, the formula for truth, concentrating on the message when we get into kind of the polarization of what we're dealing with today, uh, what we can do now, the work of uh, David Icke, uh, the dangers of vaccines, um, and how there's corruption behind every industry. So we talk about personal wellness, but we also talk about education, because if you go down, go down the rabbit hole of food or um, vaccines or any of those, you're going to see that there's usually profit involved. And when we can know that you probably shouldn't drink uh, five liters of, po- uh, of Pepsi every single day, or um, you know what you should put in your body, you're you're going to have a better, healthier body, uh, clearer mind, and know what a better choice is. So you need to know what the dangers are, and we kind of discussed that a little bit. It's an amazing show. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. These guys, uh, Forest Yoga is amazing. I actually did the show and had a few people reach out being like, oh my God, uh, I can't believe you had them on the show. So I'm excited to get down there and do some yoga and uh, you know eat really clean food and um, be in a stress-free environment. Uh, sounds amazing. But if you guys want to support the show, it would mean a lot. It's super helpful if you leave a review. Um, I'm basically... Sh- banned shadow banned and all that kind of stuff so if you can leave a review um become a patron go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair it helps a ton and for those of you guys who want to learn a step-by-step master system for overcoming self-sabotage strengthening your connection with spirit and designing and living the life of your dreams check out the absolutely groundbreaking and phenomenal soul compass course that is free within the academy it is basically all the podcasts and my uh thousands of hours of personal development research as concise as possible with really straightforward action plans so you can get a result and really just turn on your innate natural god-given guidance system that's why i call it the soul compass um, so that's in there also with some exclusive content courses brainwave entrainment meditations there's amazing stuff inside the academy would love to see you guys over there you can go to mattbelair.com and click on the academy um, to check it out and we'd love to have you in there um, also if for those of you guys who want to go a step further and you want to work one-on-one or you want me to work with your team and you want to learn about peak performance, spirituality, goal setting, everything we discuss in the podcast, and really just the limits of consciousness and you're ready to dive deep, go to mapbailair.com forward slash coaching, make an inquiry, and would love to work with you. Um, as always, the most important thing you can do, the best thing you can do to support the show is do three kind acts wherever you are in the world. Uh, so please consider doing that. And let's just dive in and come into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, fiber, and ounce of your being with joy, purpose, compassion, courage, connection, and ready to take on this absolutely amazing episode with Anna Forrest and Jose Calarco. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today, we have two amazing guests for you. Our first guest, Anna Forrest, is an internationally recognized pioneer in yoga and emotional healing. She is a medicine woman, creatrix of Forrest Yoga, 
author of the highly acclaimed book, Fierce Medicine, Breakthrough Practices to Heal the Body and Ignite the Spirit. In 2006, the city of Los Angeles awarded Anna a mayoral commendation recognizing her outstanding teaching and healing work in the community. The first time a major U.S. city bestowed such an honor on a yoga yogi or yogini. Anna is one of the most respected yoginis on the planet. Our second guest, Jose Calarco, is Anna's co-director of Forest Yoga. Jose comes from a long history of shamanism, the arts, music, and healing, bringing his decades of experience as an artistic prodigy to forest yoga. Jose is also director of the legendary Australian indigenous company, Descendants Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Dance Theater. Descendants won the UNESCO competition as the world's best indigenous live show in a field of over 70 countries, Welcome to the show, Anna Forrest and Jose Calarco. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matthew. That was quite some intro. <laughs> oh, that's the, the short version, I'm sure. I've been diving a little bit into your work, and we had a great chat before recording here. I'm so excited yeah. to have you guys on. Um, you've been doing some amazing work in the world, and we are in some fascinating times. So uh, why don't we start with a little bit about um, your backgrounds and the work you do, and we'll dive into um, all the things that we want to talk about, a little bit about current events, um, healing the body and being empowered, because I know that's a lot of um, what your message is, and well, just uh, in healing, because I think there's a lot of trauma going out there in the world right now. And so the more empowered we can be at this time, the more clear-minded we can be to make better decisions because it's pretty chaotic out there. Yeah. So Anna, go ahead. You want me to start like with the beginning of... <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're, we're too old, Matthew. Back in the dark ages when I started, yeah. <laughs> I came from a abuse, drug and alcohol, and bulimia, anorexia background. So addiction is one of the demons that I had to learn to work with coming through times of being suicidal and not knowing what the hell life was about. So having to heal from that, it took me a couple of years in yoga before healing even presented itself in my mind that there would be perhaps a reason to live. And so at a certain point I had to choose, I was training horses. That's what I had wanted to be. My whole life was a great horse trainer. And at a certain point, my realization was if I really wanted to make a difference in this world, I had to deal with the humans because that's where the problem was. And so I, in the process of making that choice of moving out of being a horse trainer and moving into finding out what can I do in this world in a good way, I felt like teaching yoga would be a really good thing because it was already starting to make a difference in me, even though I didn't understand it. And so I was going off of the alcohol and the cigarettes and the drugs and then ended up falling into an eating disorder world. But that the yoga was guiding me through that, but still having a lot of problems with that. What was helpful to giving me a, a heart post to focus on and connecting me to my spirit wasn't yoga. It was actually the Native American ceremonies and ways and teachings. And then as I began to reclaim my life for the first time, actually, I had to bring those two together because that was 
in fact, what was making a difference to me and just teaching a piece of what was making a difference to me felt incorrect. I wanted to bring all of the medicines together. And that's how forest yoga was formed, is bringing in the healing medicines and what mattered most to me. And anything that wasn't true just got put aside. You know, like people said, well, why don't you teach in Sanskrit? And it's like, because mostly I'm teaching to people that don't understand Sanskrit. So I'm speaking in the language that's the easiest to communicate. Though Sanskrit is a lovely language. You know, so that's, that, that's a good rundown. And then seven years ago, Jose and I met and I went through some major transformations and our coming together brought huge shifts to forest yoga as well as our lives personally because we changed as individuals because for the first times in our lives we had what we call being twin flames and we came together and now this work is with my medicine and with jose's medicine woven together to make this beautiful masterpiece that is so exciting and effective and that that's what we're putting out in the world yeah so forest yoga is a job that I get to as one of the directors of forest yoga is everything I've ever learned on my journey. I now get to use, uh, being an entrepreneur, being a businessman, musician, keyboard player, singer, drummer, songwriter, shaman, uh, my decades and decades of touring the world and performing at the world's biggest events with descendants, Aboriginal, vegan being a vegan speaker vegan coach and i also was a yogi myself and i felt that the yoga scene uh needed it, it, it was lacking something uh sometimes it was a little bit cheesy and 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 sort of uh pretentious so i, I was looking for the right person to implement you know all these arts that i had learned into a yoga class because after all a yoga class people are coming together for one or two hours to feel better about life and i thought hmm we got them for two hours why don't we make this sort of more like a a holy congregation or as we say in australia a corroboree which is like a spiritual gathering of people tr trying to wake people up so not just a two-hour exercise class, but like a spiritual gathering where we will do the physical postures, but we'll also delve deeply into other healing arts. And my 30 years with the Aboriginal people uh, certainly taught me a lot. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Aboriginal people have been around for 60,000 years, not 6,000, 60,000, look us up. One of the things that I really find funny about how forest yoga has evolved and how our relationship has evolved in being together and doing this is I would say like the first couple of weeks that we were together and we were like moving into what is this lovership and courtship, I was telling Jose some of the secrets in my heart and they weren't like secrets of shame or anything. It was secrets of like, these are really precious things to me that I'm, I'm growing. And one of them was beginning to learn to use sound, song, and music to permeate into a person to help heal. And so I was explaining to him this radical new idea that I had. And he looked at me 
And he said, my people have been using music to penetrate into the bones for healing for 60,000 years. And it's like, oh my God, we need to talk. Because I thought I had invented this. Yeah. You know, so it's like, please let me dive into this ocean of knowledge instead of me just paddling around in the dark trying to work it out on my own. Yeah. So, so being an artistic director, I just couldn't help myself but to structure every yoga class and every yoga teacher training like an event, like a ceremonial event with music, philosophy, poetry, dance, everything threading in it together. And our yogis walking out of a class with a new sense of hope and like they've just been to the most amazing concert they've ever seen. Uh, one thing we do is we, we work the body, we still the mind, we express the emotions and we nurture the spirit. So that's my checklist as an artistic director that every yogi that once they leave the room that we have worked on them in all four segments of the totality of the body, which is body, mind, spirit, and emotions. That's amazing. And I love the combination of, I think the musical aspect is so important. And, you know, I know a little bit about the indigenous cultures from some of the uh, Native Americans I was able to study with. And I feel like they told me as well, they said a minimum of 20,000, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if they were, you know, they were implying it was much longer than that. And when you're doing yoga and what you guys are teaching, if we would have done this podcast three months ago, we would have been talking about, you know, coming into an empowered state, you know, living a life by your own design, living a life um, where you're expanding your spirit, where you're free and you're truly alive, making great whole people. And now we're in these times where they're very challenging and we need, you know, warriors. We need people who are awake, who are aware, who are um, free from fear and able to see the truth beyond all of the deception that's going on right now, because there's a lot of absolute craziness out there. And so I guess I'm curious from your perspective, how can a, an individual start from where they are now and, and move a little bit towards their own healing and uh, their own empowerment? Because I feel like that's step one. When we're very fearful and we're disempowered and we're confused, we can't make great choices and we don't feel like the mind-body-spirit connection is there. And it's the same avenue for me doing martial arts. That's what it's about, mind-body-spirit integration. And you're able to receive more information. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's about making better choices and being aware if you're being deceived or not. And this whole culture we're in is very emotional right now. It's very divide and conquer. And uh, we really need people who are strong, who are compassionate for, you know, on all sides and uh, really stepping into their power. So I'm curious if you guys can speak on that a little bit. It's very vague, but. Well, there's a, there's a lot of things people can do while they're in this time of being in lockdown. One is to begin to question what we're being told. That's really important. And also to, we have this great thing called Google. You can research through Google very easily. It's much easier than going to a library to research like the old, old way, right? Paging through books and to start finding out what other people are saying besides what the basic news is pushing at us and saying, oh, this is the true, the true thing, because it's filled up with information, it's filled up with other people's agendas that have 
financial reasons for pushing that agenda. I mean, there's just so much lies and deception going on. So starting with something really basic, deep breathing. Clear the shit out of your mind by taking some deep breaths and moving the stuff out for a few moments or a few hours. Do yoga or do martial arts, do something that moves the body. No matter where you are in lockdown, you've got to move it out because otherwise you create a toxic septic system where any kind of poison can take root. Any kind. So we have to move out the, the physical and the mental and the emotional poisons. That's part of our responsibility to take responsibility for our own evolution in the middle of this interesting changing time to work with eating really clean food so that you are building your intelligence internally instead of getting duller and more stupid with your drink or your smoke or your crap food. It's like choose to become brilliant at this time instead of shut down in despair and, and suicidal. You got choices here. You got some choices. You got places we can't make a choice, but yeah. you do have places you can choose. Yeah, although it's it's quite difficult for the people that sit down on their phones and are look at, looking at Facebook all day long. That is very very depressing because all you're doing is feeding the ravenous creatures in your own mind's jungle, and uh, you know Facebook ain't a good place to be. Like people are very very opinionated, and one thing I must say about opinions. Almost all opinions are based in prejudiced, jealous, pre prejudice, jealousy, and misinformation. Almost all opinions are rooted in those things. And it, it's a waste of time sitting there arguing whether you're for or against the system because people are already coming from a place of conclusion. So when you're trying to have a conversation, we're speaking to a person already rooted in a conclusion and that it's impossible so i say don't even bother arguing just clean up your own backyard anna and i are doing a daily yoga practice we got the most delicious vegan meals we go for a walk and connect with nature every day we have a sing-along every day we have keyboards guitars piano drums we make sure that we nurture the spirit every day and minimal minimal time on facebook just answering questions and 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 messages uh so yeah i i do suggest social media time be cut down significantly because you're never going to get your point of view across to people that are already in the conclusion and opinions are based in ignorance prejudice and jealousy this is this is the way any psychologist will tell you that but there is ways of finding out you know it's like you want to learn more about the vaccines and what is the the percentages of success and failure you can google these things there's a guy that we really enjoy from london real named brian rose he interviews some of the most fascinating scientists and doctors and free thinkers there are and you will get a very different viewpoint on what's happening in the world right now than what cnn for instance is pushing and so it's like there is great ways to educate yourself to this changing time because this is a time 
where we could go in a really bad way as humans, we're in lockdown, we're getting more and more upset and crazy. Now there's looting and riots and all this violence going on, or we can find a way to speak our voice and protest in a way that helps the government change the way it's going so that we can come into freedom and get back to living the lives that we most want to live because it's not being in lockdown. That's not how most of us want to be other than the ones that have been so frightened. You know, we've been hammered with some of our deepest fears. Traditionally in the human race, plague has been a really scary fear. And so this whole thing around this coronavirus, which is not a plague, has been built into plague proportions. And we're taught these things that we have to do of basically wrecking our own life in order to save another life when in fact, it's, it's not true. So follow the trail of money and find out who's benefiting from us being in lockdown. That's a very interesting question to ask. I also, we are not. Yeah, I also ask everyone out there to, to concentrate on the message and not the messenger. Uh, because a lot of people, if it's coming, oh, that was Fox News, oh, that was Trump, or oh, that was this, or oh, that was that, you know, that, so everything is totally discounted. But, for instance, Trump pulling out the funding for the WHO, absolutely brilliant. I don't know how much it was. I think it was somewhere in the vicinity of $200 million, or it was 10 times what China was putting in. That was a brilliant move, despite the fact it was Donald Trump. Let's look at the message and not the messenger there. Well, one thing that's kind of cool about using that as an example, like when Trump got elected in, I was appalled. I just thought, oh my God, we're in for the worst times ever. And yet with the worst times happening now, we see Trump taking heroic actions. And it's like, we have to take back our own foul thinking. Like, look at what he's doing. He's doing as much as he can to stop the chemtrails, to get people back to working, to stopping the pedophile market. The Hong Kong. You know, he's working really hard he, he, to straighten out yeah. the toxicity in the culture. And also stepping in for the Hong Kong situation, China taking uh, the Hong Kong people's rights away. So... I just say, let's look at the, message, the, the messages and not the messenger. Like, for instance, every now and again, I see Fox News defending, uh, defending our rights. And I'm going, wow, I don't hear that on CNN. But people go, oh, come on, Jose, Fox News is fake news. And I go, look, I, I just know what I'm hearing. And they're questioning the lockdowns. They're que questioning the vaccinations and they're questioning the dictatorships of some of the governors of certain states. Like the governor of Chicago must go down as the worst person in, in recent memory that I've ever heard. She's making speeches. We're watching your Facebook. We're gonna put you in jail. Don't you do this. And I'm going, really? <laughs> so in the midst of all this, it's really easy to get completely poisoned by it and depressed and overwhelmed and feeling helpless. And you know what? We are so not resourceful when we're feeling depressed, overwhelmed, and helpless. And so this is a time for us to build up our own strength and then take 
our most intelligent, discerning self to examine each of these issues that we're being confronted with. It's like our economy is destroyed. That's like, this is a really big deal for everybody. So be willing and brave enough to take a look at that. And what can we do about it? Maybe one step is I can't deal with my economy. I'm not allowed out or whatever it is, but what can you do to build your own power right now? So it's like one of the things that I teach people, especially coming through abuse or coming through addiction is to ask the question, what can I do now? What am I capable of now? And it may be I can sit down and take five deep breaths and at least clean my brain out and at least oxygenate my bloodstream. You know, if you're so concerned about getting sick, learn how to take care of your bloodstream. Get clean and you won't get sick. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I just, it's crazy time, Matthew. Uh, if we're concerned about vaccination, then we go under the conspiracy theory group and when it's you know there's been eight billion dollars paid out in damages for vaccinations that the vaccinations the vaccinations have either killed people crippled people or whatever they've done and the u.s government has paid eight billion dollars now that's not a conspiracy theory that's what went into courts and the same happened with swine flu in 1977 or 76, I can't remember, but what happened when swine flu came out, the American government insisted that people get vac vaccinated. And to my memory, about 37 million people were vaccinated and the government again had to pay over $3 billion for all the people that dropped dead or had permanent neurological damage. From the so, vaccination. So I don't know how this is conspiracy theory, when it's actually documented in U.S. courts, and and it's conspiracy theory, I, I don't get that. Yeah. And so when people hear those words, they turn away from it, thinking like, "Oh no, that that's so, just misinformation." It's like, examine it, find out, find out what's the truth. That's a big quest in any spiritual discipline. Find out what's the truth. And why do we need a cure for coronavirus when people are healing themselves? Like. Uh, over 90% of people have got it and got over it. So why do we need a vaccination if you eventually get over it? And the people that have died have mostly been people over 80 and their immune system was already fucked. So, uh, you know, but anyway, it, it ain't worth arguing this with others that are already coming from a place where they've made up their mind. It's a waste of energy. Anna and I would like to rather create more online classes, create new music, uh, new courses. We put our energy into that. You argue to your limitations and your limitations are yours. I don't know who said that, but whoever said that, gee, that was true. And we would rather give people the tools for the design of energy, for learning how to design their life to their capacity. Because, you, you know, it's like the more you can imagine it and then take action toward that vision, the more you can build on it, even while you're in lockdown. Because when our 
neurosis imprisons us, it doesn't matter whether or not our government is forcing us to stay in the house or not, our neurosis is still running our life and making us unhappy and feeling like a failure. And so it's like, what can you do now to build your self-respect? Mm. That's, that's a profound question to ask. It's like, what builds my self-respect? It sure as hell isn't getting drunk or stoned or whatever it is. It's like, that's a coping mechanism that is really ineffective. I mean, it's ineffective. Like learn to be effective. Well, you guys, you guys brought up so many great points. And one I really wanted to touch on was just understanding the truth. And, you know, you guys talked about Trump. And if you say anything positive about Trump, people shut their ears off. They will call you a, a racist. I even had a good friend recently kind of like, you know, accuse that. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? What? Have I, what? It's like madness. Um, we are, one thing we want to be clear, Matthew, we're not saying Trump. We're saying Trump's actions. Exactly. Were, yeah, were yeah this. And, and taking Facebook and Twitter on was absolutely brilliant because look at all the people's material that's been pulled down on Facebook and Twitter, you know? The censorship. It's like people are not even looking totally. They're like looking like that. They're not looking fully at a situation. It's like some people were, were freaked out like, oh, we're getting Twitter taken away. We're getting Facebook taken away from us by Trump. It's like, no, he's trying to stop the censorship. This is good for all of us. The censorship is a violation of our constitutional rights. So he's actually batting for the people. He's gone to bat for us. And I thought the chemtrail thing was absolutely brilliant because a lot of people thought chemtrails was actually conspiracy theory, but it's been going around for ages. And Trump is putting an end to the chemtrails. So that's a very, that's another really good action as well as taking some actions in Hong Kong and also China, which has been the war bully for such a long time. Uh, nobody's game enough to stand up to China. Uh, they seem to do whatever they please. And that, that's been going on for quite some time. So in this process, I think we will have to face our own embarrassment and shame of going against a stance that we took at one time you know like mm. like i said when trump got elected i thought that was the worst thing possible and yet i'm having to say i have to change my attitude about this man because he's taking heroic actions on behalf of the people and it's like wow i have to really see that that's that's true as much as we hate to say that yeah but like i'll give a different <laughs> i'll give a different example is like when Jose and I got together, I had been a, I'd, I'd started out in the yoga, but I didn't do well with it. I was, I was quite sick for a long time, but I was sick with the alcohol and with all that stuff, detoxing it. But I also was eating in a way that was not helping me because I didn't know I had food allergies and all the food that I was being told I had to eat as a vegetarian, grains and beans in particular. I was allergic to and I didn't know that. So I kept getting sicker. So I gave up on that. I kind of gave up on myself because I didn't research it enough. I gave up because my self-esteem did not allow me to continue to care enough to research farther. 
And then, so wait, let me finish. <laughs> so then I went into living in the wilderness and I learned from the Native Americans how to pray over my food, but I was eating meat and vegetables at that point and learning how to hunt and all that stuff. And then when Jose and I met and he and I began to talk and the inevitably the dietary issues came up and it was just like, oh, don't even talk to me about that, Jose. Don't even, don't even <laughs> go there with me, man. Don't go there. And yet very shortly after that, it was like, okay, let me sit down. And we went, he, I said, show me, show me the movies. I'm willing to go for re-education now. I'm willing to get off of my, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. You know, it's like, I, and yet I also had to go through the embarrassment and the shame and the guilt of, you know, I'm changing my ways because I see what I was doing. There was, there was flaws in it. There was mistakes in it. I was teaching in a way that I am not happy about now be around how to eat because I'm actually finding out a different truth. And there was, there was a, a, it was difficult to have to say to people like, I no longer feel that this way that I was teaching you is correct. And that, and this feels like what's correct now as a vegan, I am learning something completely different, including how to work with my food allergies in a very easy way. And yet to make that transition, especially as a teacher, it was, I had to do a lot of truth speaking to myself. And that, that same kind of embarrassment, like, oh my God, I don't even want to see that, is kind of what all of our people are, are going to have to be looking at. It's like, oh, I've been blind to this a really long time, and now I have to see through my own shielding and begin to perceive more of the truth. Yeah. So that's one of the first things I did when I became the director of Forest Yoga was I turned Forest Yoga into pure veganism, a vegan yoga system. It was animal friendly, environmentally friendly, and health friendly as well. So I educated Anna in, in terms of, gave her the right information to look at, and Anna was open enough to see that, oh wow, you know, uh, that seems to be the truth. And me also being a very good vegan chef, Definitely. was able to cook. <laughs> I was, I cooked my way <laughs> into yes. her heart. And uh, so it was very easy transition from delicious vegan food to eating, you know, uh, meals, uh, f to get Anna to eat meals without squeals. Mm. Uh, so, but it's, it's really funny. Uh, I, I was, uh, we no longer know who the heroes and villains are anymore. Like everything is clouded over right now. I saw something with Lady Gaga promoting the World Health Organization. And I respected Lady Gaga as a brilliant musician. And I just thought, wow, you know, you're trying to raise money for a criminal organization. And even my organization, uh, the vegan, uh, vegan organizations, were sort of, you know, uh, pro-coronavirus, pro-lockdown, pro-masks. And I'm just thinking, what? We vegans, actually, we were the heretics for, for thousands of years. We have been the heretics, the vegans. If you look at the history of veganism, we have always been the anti-establishment people. Now, all of a sudden, 
you know, the vegans are over here like little conformists wearing masks and the Christians who are the usual conformists are marching on the streets wanting freedom. Things are, you no longer know who is a hero and who is a villain. There is such a smokescreen over society at the moment. We're definitely in changing times. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what the, I think the overall concept that you guys are talking about is something I learned a while back and I really love it. It's called the formula for truth. And I feel like it's so paramount these days. I need to make a video on it. But essentially what it says is you got an X and Y axis. And let's say one side says Trump is a racist. He's the worst president you've ever imagined, right? And then on the other side, it's like Trump is a hero, right? And so once you've made up your mind on that side, you know, let's say the middle ground is 45 degrees. If you're all the way at the bottom and you're like, you know, Trump is a racist, I'll never believe anything else. Well, somebody might give you a piece of information. That's like, you know what? I'm actually pro-Trump and here's a piece of information. What happens is you shut that down. You don't look at the information because you're not interested, but there's 45 degrees of information and it might be nonsense. It could be total nonsense what they're sharing with you. But if you don't look at the information, you're you're not open to such a wide spectrum. It could be flat earth around earth. And after I had learned this formula for truth was when I got my first uh, flat earth person that believed in it. And so I said, I said, lay it on me. This gave me like a two hour lecture. It was amazing. And I loved it. And the fascinating thing was at the end of it, I was like, you know, that's a pretty compelling argument. I didn't change from round earth to flat earth at that time. I gained two very interesting new perspectives on viewing the world that made my life more free and gave me more information that had nothing to do with whether I believe the earth was flat or round. And what's happening now is people are just shutting down the information and you know, and there's, there's a difference too that I've realized it's that some people who are really wanting to convince you of a certain thing, they're shouting at you with emotion and opinion and not data. And that's not the same thing. That's not saying, you know, like, you know, it's not giving anything you can actually base uh, making a better decision upon. So when you're offering information, um, could be real life experience, it could be an article, you need to be open to that. And when you continue to see, and you guys are obviously open minded, right? Yeah. And, you're, and you remember those times when you were closed minded. But when yes. you open up and you say, oh, here's new data, here's new data, here's new data, maybe things are shifting because of these points that I'm looking at. Like the Fox News example is brilliant because I noticed I all of us. <laughs> yeah, because I've noticed clips coming up of Fox News and I was like, how is this making sense? Like, this is actually a reasonable piece of information. This is wild, but I don't say Fox News is the worst ever. I'm saying this piece of information here actually has some value to it and we can be if we're open to that we're going to receive more information we're going to be able to make better choices and on the flip side of that it's judgment and it's arrogance and it's opinion and it's cognitive dissonance and anna came up with that great point of um like when we we, we're going to feel shame that's cognitive dissonance is like what we didn't know but as long as we're open to new information we're going to continually evolve and the second we shut it down we're not going to be able to adapt to what's happening in the future with um you know and get closer to what the truth actually might be yeah opinions are just opinions they are not truth and any good psychologist will tell you that often opinions are rooted in jealousy anger, resentment, and ignorance, all opinions. Like, oh, 
did you like that movie? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, no, it was a piece of crap and blah, blah, blah. I, I, Meryl Streep was very average and blah, blah, blah. You know, we give these opinions and they're full of half-truths and, uh, you know. Uh, so, again, we have to look at the message and not the messenger. This is, uh, you know, like, for instance, any, Lady Gaga, you know, whenever she gave a message, I was like, wow, wow. You know, I, I love Lady Gaga. She's so talented. But then when she sat with, on the World Health Organization, I thought, wow, you just dispelled, you know, my illusion about you by wanting to get funding for a, such a, you know, a, a, an organization like the WHO, which is full of tyranny and corruption. And you know about Marina Abramovic? I heard about her. Yes, okay. I've heard yeah, about so her. This is, this is, because if you haven't heard, I'll fill you in. It's absolute madness. Marina Abramovic is like a crazy occultist, Satanist artist, quote unquote. She yes. has things called spirit cooking. And you can see the images in the video online. It is absolutely disgusting. It is sick. Um, if you look up Marina Abramovic spirit cooking, Lady Gaga is there. They have like these... Uh, um, corpses lying down and they're eating, eating them, uh, doing really weird uh, rituals. And you, you look her up and all of it is like really satanic, dark, dark, dark stuff. And so when you're trying to look at this stuff and you guys have seen a little bit about the human trafficking and pedophilia, yeah. it goes in a certain direction. Right. And there's yes. a lot of evidence. And so when the World Health Organization does their whole thing around the world, which we know their modeling is corrupt, we know that the organization is corrupt. We know that the, everyone implicated in what they're trying to do is corrupt, you know, and like Trump kicks them out. Like, that's a good thing to me. And Canada is welcoming, welcoming them in because we're basically under China and the elite and whoever is funding that. Right. So then. Yeah. Um, and then so of all the people, Bill Gates, you can find that money trail you know, going everywhere. And uh, it makes you question some things, but he gets Marina Abramovic to be his uh, spokesperson or celebrity to bring forth this uh, um, new, new virtual reality thing. And there was like thousands of downvotes immediately because of this person. So if you guys have forest yoga, right. And you're going to sponsor a person to represent your company. You probably yeah. want them to be a good person. You want to, you know what I mean? You're going to be very oh, particular. Oh, oh. Who you choose. And so if you look at the person to represent your multi-billion dollar brand and you're like, oh yeah, she likes to do things like spirit cooking and do images with like baby corpses and eat dead bodies. That's the person we want to represent our, our country. And I think that our, our company, and I think that for most people, it's so sick you can't even wrap your head around it and it's cognitive dissonance. That's what I've come to because I've, I've had really good conversation with rational friends, great people, and all of a sudden, it's like a switch they can't get past because it is some dark crap. And so that's you looking at a piece of information of why would you do that? You, know, if I, you can give them the benefit of the doubt, but then you got to do some research. And if somebody gives you an opposing set of research, right? Like with the Trump thing, um, that's what I've told my buddies. I'm like, I don't love him or hate him. I'm like, I like those policies he put in there particularly. Could he be a double agent of the, of the deep state and be worse? He could be, right? Maybe he yeah. gets us through and then he makes it worse. I don't know. Um, yeah. but I'm just looking yeah. at that, that piece of information. But if you show me information of a thing that was very bad, then I can process that 
And then I revise my opinion moving forward by being open to um, data and um, yeah. like resources and not just this person's the worst, Fox News is the worst. Yeah, no. um, Hillary Clinton is amazing. You know, she's the best person ever. But if you, someone could tell me that, I'd be like, hey, why do you think that? Then you start looking at the Clinton Foundation and you look deeper and deeper and you're like, well, maybe not so much, right? But you can yeah. open to that information and, and revise it when you receive new information, if you're open to it and it's valid and you can check it. But it, it's hard because you might have to change how you operate. You, you're going to have to change a fundamental belief. And I think the fundamental belief for people that's changing is they thought they were safe. People thought yeah. they lived in a safe world where people were helpful, where their governments were honest, where TV was honest and they can trust the reporters. You know what I mean? And it's a really tough pill to swallow if you've kind of gone down this rabbit hole, you know, like even you guys have gone down the food one, you know, you look at the food and the seeds, anyone you pick, if you go down that rabbit hole, you realize that there's financial interests that don't have your best interests at heart. And it's really hard to know. Sure. The food industry, totally, totally corrupt. And in Forest Yoga, I do give a vegan course about it, but I don't just talk about the actual, you know, the compassion, how good it is for animals and how good it is for us spiritually. I also talk about the underlying corruption of the food and, and pharmaceutical industry, which is also involved in the food industry. And I also just quickly go through the pyramid structure of society, how people are at the bottom, then we have the government. The government's not so much further than the people. Then we have the corporations. That's where the real money is. Then we have the banks. Then we have the international banks. Then we have those selected couple of hundred of billionaires. And that is the pyramid. And each part, they call it compartmentalization. So the people at the top of the pyramid are doing, know, know what's going on. Then the next people know less, 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 less. And the people at the bottom are totally ignorant. This is not conspiracy theories. This is the way society's always operated. And people are so shocked to think that, you know, there's corruption. If we look through human history, which goes back, civilization goes back 10,000 years. And if we look right through the journals of Persia, Greece, Assyria, Rome, all the, all the mighty empires, and we go through each one, every single one was corrupt. And then we come into the 20th century, World War I, World War II. Look, corruption has always been there. And today, nothing's changed. Even though humankind has progressed technologically, we have not really progressed spiritually. It is the sad truth. You know, we've moved so far technologically, but spiritually, you know, we, we just, we've made just a little bit of a nudge forward. And people go, oh no, we've made great advances. Well, World War One, World War II, Vietnam, it just goes on and on and on. Afghanistan, Desert Storm. there's never been peace. Come on. You know, yeah, and these are these are in uh, developed countries. We're not even talking about uh, you know, nine point one million people die of of hunger. 
each year. Yeah. And now because of this, it's going to go, the UN projects uh, 130 million. Um, and even if they're way off, it's still going to be the original 9.1 million. And that's going to happen through um, this virus. And so many people, including myself, looking at the researchers, trying to figure out what's going on. It's now public at 0.26% uh, of fatality. And that's not something that you shut everything down for. So something else was going on. And so what I wanted to ask was, you know, um, how do we get to a place? Because this is, this is how I feel personally. When you're talking about overwhelm and at the beginning, overwhelmed, depressed, part of my job is, is research. And I've, I've researched a long time and, and I wish I did it now because it's terrible. I'd rather focus on something else. But the podcast, I've focused on positivity, empowerment, living your life purpose. But I've been aware of all this stuff and, and moving into it, but not staying there because it's very negative. Now that we're experiencing all of this, I want to know and hope, I want to I want to be hopeful that we can move into a world that makes sense, where people will collaborate, like that it's based on values, that it's based on truth. Um, you know, we, we work together and we create a world that we all know is possible if we work together. And sometimes I feel hopeless looking at how detailed these power structures are, because when you look at it and and you do a bit of research, it's all public information. You go to strategic intelligence, that's from the World Economic Forum, and they haven't laid out this plan. It's, it's awful. I saw a briefing from 1961 called the Iron Mountain Document, and this was Kennedy did a report, and he said, what dangers will America face if we bring in the golden age, if we have peace? And they basically talked about some of the things that are happening now and saying, if you need to, the people who are going to try to take out America need to wipe out the middle class, which has just happened. Um, yes. And it's getting, you know, it's getting destabilized now through these riots. And this goes to funding with George Soros and Antifa and all these other organizations. Like, yes. you know, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of videos where, you know, um, black leaders are coming out saying we wouldn't destroy our own community. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we're upset about what happened and that's not right. Um, but we wouldn't go out at night and destroy our friends and family's business because this is our town. How does that make any sense? If you're upset with them, you know, you're going to bust your buddy's shop or that place where you go get your food. It doesn't make any sense, but it's making it so much more uh, worse for everybody. And, you know, then you look at like the George Soros thing. Um, so they're doing what this plan was in 1961. And there's other documents all the way up that shows kind of what we're in the lockstep from Rockefeller um, future scenarios document. So the question is, two kind of things. Do the indigenous cultures talk about anything like this? I, I've heard about the Hopi, Hopi fourth world and how we might overcome and move into a, a, a better way of being where we're more spiritually evolved. We, we care about each other. We work and cooperate together. And how, if, if, how do we get there, if at all? Because my concern is that this has been so planned and so orchestrated and it's so detailed. And I look at what people are doing now and how obvious the deception is. And, and so many people are not even picking it up. And then they showed hate at me for sharing like information that is verifiable, that is credible 10 times over, but they're yeah. shielded off and are going down a different path, which, you know, I think causes a lot of harm. Yeah, there's nothing much you can do about changing their opinion, Matthew. So the most important thing is to clean up our own backyard, to get ourselves. Look, I don't know if this figure is true, but I heard that 90% of the world are sheep and only 5% are awake. I, I'm really hoping that those statistics uh, are not correct. But yeah, it's, it's very difficult times, but somehow 
have faith and belief that we will get through this and we will come out the end with a better world. But there is going to be some really, really spooky times ahead. There is, uh, there's, so you probably know this gentleman, David Icke. David Icke, uh, you know David. David is one of the most educated men on the way this system works, this, this pyramid works. But of course, people have shut David off because he once spoke about lizard people uh, at one of his seminars. And uh, it was a bit like Shirley MacLaine when Out in the Limb came out in 1987 and she began talking about past lives and everyone, oh, Shirley MacLaine, what a crackpot. David Icke, what a crackpot. And we stopped listening to what they're actually saying. But anyone who wants to, to get a good insight into what's really going on, have a look at David Icke on London Real. Uh, there, there's some great information there. But very difficult question, Matthew. How do we navigate through these times like the cities are burning? Uh, it, nothing makes sense. You know, just as America was coming out of lockdown, this happens. Just as we're coming out of lockdown. That's suspicious. We get a sniff of hope and then something else. Same in Australia, with our corrupt prime minister in Australia. You know, we start opening things up again, and then, oh, there was a new case last night. You know, some 85-year-old man died of coronavirus last night. Let's tighten restrictions again. You know, Australia's only had 100 deaths. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. What? Just 100 only. And we're putting the economy through the ringer for just 100 deaths and people will go oh jose don't be irresponsible you know the flu killed more than coronavirus much much more in sydney so does so does eating badly with all our heart attack people it's like the percentage is like 72 percent of our people are dying from poor nutritional choices and and it's it's like nobody's talking about that that's the pandemic that's killing our people and all the drugs that they're ingesting from the pharmaceutical companies on a regular basis is poisoning them. But we're not talking about that. And it's like, please look at a little bit more than what you have been. Open your perspective. But there is a, a great awakening happening at the same time. So I, I have faith that there's enough people that are waking up to what's really going on that we can change it. But the current riots are a really, really, this is a bad situation for us because the economy is already depleted and this is not helping it. And, uh, you know, I heard from David Icke, you know, way back in February or March, uh, that he said that one of the main aims of this whole exercise was to take out small and family businesses permanently and, uh, get rid of the, the middle class. Uh, a bit like China and Russia and places of Eastern Europe and Asia with no middle class. How they benefit from this, I don't know. But one thing I do know that since the lockdown has happened, 20 of the most prominent billionaires in America have made $250 billion during lockdown. So they're making money from the lockdown somehow. I don't know how. They're the figures that are going around.
So I just want to say something around protesting and all of that stuff. I think protesting is part of what will get the attention that we need in order for our lives to get back to being in a healthy life, like getting back to work and to break out of these imposed lockdowns that we're living in. But when it goes into the riots and the looting, it actually works against the people. It's like, what's the point in breaking into a little shop of someone and stealing everything? It's like these people are already have been destroyed by the lockdown. And it, it, it's like there's, there's been a lot of talk about these riots have been organized. There's people coming in ready, you know, with their gear and with their weapons to do this rioting thing. And it's like, this is very suspicious. This isn't just people going crazy. There's someone who is taking advantage of this emotional storm that so many of us are feeling and pointing it like a weapon. And all I can say to people is please wake up and stop being used. Stop mm. being used for somebody else's agenda. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I saw, you know, they're, they're placing bricks around. Um, there's just random yeah. bricks, pallets being uh, posted. And if you follow the money trail, it's actually linked to George Soros. And uh, there's a website called canucklaw.ca. I think it's Open Society is one of his uh, foundations. And it's all of these activist groups that are being bust in. And um, I watched a video of one of the protesters basically saying during the day is a protest. And, and Donald Trump has said, I'm great with protests. Protests are fine. Um, but violent rioting, probably not great. And it's just such a curious thing because they are getting bust in. Um, some people have uh, the like FBI type of uh, gear and there's photos and videos of all these different people. And so it makes you very curious about what the heck is actually going on. And it's really destabilizing these cities. And um, yeah. so I think during the day, what I've heard is like it's peaceful protesting and, and mostly women is one of, one of the protester counts. It's mostly women. But he goes, if you're protesting all day, it starts at nine to five. You're tired. You got to get home. You got to get some food. You know, you're not ready to go at 11, 12 p.m. to just go smash yeah. things. And it's also not the message that you're trying to uh, share. So there's all kinds of, you know, there's all kinds of things for each of these that just don't make any sense. Right. And, and rather than people looking into it, they're just like, well, I'm going to believe what it, what it says rather than digging in and trying to find information that would kind of make it make more sense. And, and once you find that data, it's like one thing is more reasonable, right? Cause it, once you get open to that information is just like, you know, one thing makes a little bit more sense than, you know, than another thing. Like they say, Oh, we need to lock down. Well, Sweden didn't lock down. They, you know, or, we were supposed to be locked down for two weeks, right? That was the initial thing. Stop the wave two weeks. It's been like three months. So now something kind of suspicious going on. And now the, all the evidence is out to saying it's actually not that deadly. So what is actually going on? It can't be for our best interest. There's got to be a little bit of something behind this. There's more than one agenda going on here. The protesters have one agenda that has to do with the lockdown or the protesting the death of George Floyd or whatever it is, the women that got battered because they didn't have their mask cooked on correctly, which is like just insane, you know, women being yanked away from their children because they're protesting. It's this sort of out of control police. And then there's this whole other thing of the, the rioters being bust in because someone else has an agenda that they're taking advantage of this unrest. There's more than one issue going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. David Icke uh, predicted this back in March. That was the first time I had seen a story that opposed the system, was the first interview of David Icke, when David Icke said, if you think this is all going to be over in two weeks at the end of March, you've got another thing coming. He said, it's going to be all done in stages. He spoke about the 5G. He spoke. He said everything. They'll give you a little bit of sniff of hope that things are reopening or whatever, and then extend the lockdown, extend the lockdown. And so far, everything he said has, has come true. So uh, David Icke is much more than a conspiracy theory uh, guy. He actually does understand what's going on behind the scenes. And I totally recommend to have a look at him, even though he's being discredited. All his videos got pulled down from YouTube, Facebook. Uh, I just heard that PayPal canceled his account. I heard that Google also had every, every single electronic platform has wiped out David Icke. That's how much he is feared. And they're going around saying, oh, this is the guy who believes in lizard people. And, uh, you know, that's the problem when you talk about spiritual and metaphysical experiences, people that have never had one will always hold that against you. So, uh, yeah. One of the people that you brought up that I've just recently gotten to listen to, which was Robert Kennedy, was amazing and how long he's been researching the whole idea and the effectiveness and the lack of effectiveness and the toxicity of vaccinations. So I highly recommend to anyone who's listening to us is do some research. Like the vaccinations that they are attempting to make mandatory have mercury and aluminum in them, which is incredibly poisonous to the body. They also have bits of aborted human fetuses in them, which is like, why would you want that in you? Why yeah. would you want that? And it's also to look at like, oh, you know, then you're going to get carded. So you have a card, you have a, a microchip in you. It's like, why would anybody of our people think this is a good idea to become that controlled by people who have none of your best interests in mind that have only their own greed and inflated power trip going on? You know, so it's like, learn how to say no, my friends that are listening, yeah. please learn how to say no altogether. So it's been absolutely incredible, Matthew. Uh, you know, vegan groups, yoga teachers, and all these people that were once left-wing and questioned authority are now actually over on the right. And, uh, you know, uh, do as you're told. Greta Thunberg, you know Greta. Everyone knows her. I could not believe when she became part of CNN, the fake news, as we call them. And she said, please, when it comes to coronavirus, listen to the experts. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I you know, I listened to Greta when she is a Greta or Gretel? Greta. Greta. I listened to Greta and she had a lot of powerful things to say. So I held her in high esteem. Then I listened to Greta say, listen to the experts or listen to the criminals. And, you know, my standing of Greta had to come down a bit. No man or woman is totally good or totally bad. This is what we must also remember. So 
so yeah, I just don't know who the good guys are. I thought Greta was a good guy, and then she came and said, "Listen to the expert CNN." <laughs> you know? Well, I think it's good to find out who are the experts on these issues, really, and what's their agenda. And if mm. their agenda is their own pocket or their own uh, power trip, then do you really want to feed that, or is there? better places for information so find find out where is information that educates you it's our job to educate ourselves it's like to me one of the sexiest games in town is to take responsibility for your own evolution mm. and now is a really good time to do that because we are at a crossroads that's a crisis point and what can be amazing is if enough of us work together and really pull the the veils off of our perceptions we can make powerful choices that will affect the river of humanity for the, for the next generation or we can continue to accept meekly this misinformation and be in imprisoned we're imprisoned right now so educate yourself choose to evolve yourself and go actively after information that that opens your perceptions so that you can perceive more of the truth it's not an easy thing to do because frequently the truth will smack you in the face in a really rude way when you've been holding opinions that are lies and you've been living by them and it's embarrassing yeah i remember when i was a child i thought oh the world is so good mum and dad are in love and television you know there's happy endings in all our tv shows and then one day i saw footage of seal pups getting clubbed in canada uh, in the canadian ships and i said to my mother as a concerned little boy i said this is what what are they doing this they're clubbing baby seals in their thousands, blood all over the ice. Mum go, oh, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, that's just their job. That's when I knew the world was corrupt and the world was not a safe place to live in. And ever since then, I've went down the rabbit hole and I've seen behind every industry, corruption. The food industry, corruption. Pharmaceutical industry, corruption. War industry, corruption farming corruption 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 so why are people so fucking disillusioned that we are trying to spread conspiracy theories when we're just saying it's always been like this open your fucking eyes absolutely yeah. <laughs> you said it i you know it's funny because i go through a lot of this information for me my original question is i don't understand how we're supposed to be intelligent species and we have war and i only had two channels and one of those channels continuously showed me people starving to death and i'm like rice is not that expensive right as like, we have millionaires upon millionaires uh what's going on here and so that's how i kind of went down these rabbit holes as well and they're really hard they're really hard to know that there's this level of evil in the world and and yeah. The only way that we overcome that, I feel like anyways, is um, we need to be aware of it and then we need to make better choices. But step one is being able to just understand that system at play, understand what the truth is. Because like if you don't recognize, <clears throat> 
excuse me, if you don't recognize pop is bad for you and you just drink nine Cokes a day and only have sugar, you're going to get a bad result, right? And you yes. might learn from that. You might learn about food. You're like, well, why would they advertise this? And you know, you, you got to really take ownership. And I loved Anna, your, um, your quote there of uh, take ownership of your own evolution. It's so important. And the information and where you get it from, because these organizations uh, have vested interests. And so finding independent reporting, finding people who've done it for a long time, have a track record of service. Do they have anything to gain from it? And then seeing the opposing view and seeing if that evidence is as solid. You know, I, Judy Mikovits came out, shared something. Um, then there's this guy debunking her and he goes, uh, and this, uh, he's this doctor, celebrity doctor. And the guy is like such a shill, like no credibility. And I was like, do you see the difference between these two? This guy's wearing cool glasses and he's like all about this, like just no integrity, just, just wafting with, with douchebaggery. And this woman is like sharing information in a very different way. So yeah, you can see the brave. difference. Dr. Yeah. Judy, she's very brave. We really, we really yeah. admire her for coming out and, and speaking about her, all of her experiences, again, for our education, because she's putting herself at risk to do that so we can learn something. And 100%. Talking, uh, talking about celebrity doctors, Dr. Phil, Dr. Drew, and Dr. Oz, the three most famous doctors in the USA, all came out at the beginning of coronavirus and said, this is absolutely a scam. This is ridiculous. The whole three of them, I don't know if you've seen this report, but all three doctors came out and said, look, this is just like a little flu. Don't worry. It's ridiculous to, you know, have the economy flattened by something that's not so threatening. And then two weeks later, they, in Dr. Phil's case, because one of his sponsors was Pharma, he had to go on his show and say, I retract all these comments that I just made. But you can look it up on Google. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, and Dr. Drew, all pro uh, anti-lockdown. And then once their jobs got threatened by the Pharma companies, who were the major advertisers on their show, all three had to retract their comments. Yeah. And that's just one of the, the basic things for people to understand is that the money in pharma and, and how they can, you know, like how much power the media has and how much they put in ad spend. It's enormous how, how much is in pharmaceutical ad spend and promotion. And that's how you get things out there. And so if we could flip that ad spend to positive psychology, you know, that's one of the ways I could see the world changing very quickly is putting the media in the hands of people who had people's best interests at heart because um, psychology, psyops, um, manipulation, hypnosis can work negatively and it can work positively. And you need to study hypnosis and psychological operations to understand when it's being used on you. And I have, and that's how I know it is because I'm like, hey, that's a language pattern. That's not of my best interest. They just planted a seed. Get out of here. And so we need to understand that so we can defend against it and still have a free choice. You know, move into bravery, move into courage, move into self-empowerment. Um, because if it does get worse, which it very well might be, the more we can stay calm, cool, and collected and clear-minded, we're going to be able to make better choices because the second we get afraid, um, just like in snowboarding and I teach martial arts or if you're in a fight, the second you freeze up and get afraid, you close your eyes, you know, and if they got a stick or a bat or a knife, you're toast. 
So you yeah. can still be afraid and you can recognize that there's danger, but you need to be aware and you need to be calm. You need to be in your body. You need to be breathing, right? And say, so, oh, they got me, but I'm still cool, right? And the second you freeze up, all of your pattern recognition, all of your ability to assess information to make a better choice goes out the window. And so we're kind of having this forced mastery right now. And, and I love the beginning, actually, Anna, when you said um, – um, giving your, your, what was it? It's like giving your spirit nutrition every day. Um, you phrased it differently, used a better word for it, but uh, nurture the spirit every day. And that's so important with what's going on. Stay informed, but make sure you're nurturing your spirit. Now is the time for clean food. Now is the time for exercise. You know, half an hour, 45 minute walk in nature. You know what yeah. I mean? Do something because the people who have solid immune systems and are taking care of themselves are not worried about this at all. If you eat like crap, if you have a job you hate, if you're not inspired with your life, this is a very challenging time. And now it can be an opportunity for you to make some of those changes that you've been waiting, uh, waiting for. And, uh, you know, I think you guys have been amazing. I don't want to take too much of your time, but is there anything that you wish that I had asked or that you want to talk about before we close it down? Just everyone needs to change their perception. Everyone needs to be like a snake and shed the old skin. Uh, and, and, and this is what some of the Aboriginal teachings tell us that we have to continually shed our skin because we build up all this mental noise, this psychological information from our parents, teachers, society, religion. It just builds up, builds up all lies and half truths. And we need to peel back all these opinions and beliefs and, 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 and just get back to the core and start again, shed our skin. And I really want to advocate that people look at our online programs and do yoga, do forest yoga, because it is specifically designed to heal and also to go on vision quests right there on the mat, to go inside and to learn new information about yourself. And this is a great time to do that because we are in the most challenging times that we have been in in, in many, many, many years. And so we've got to be in that balanced place like what you were speaking about as a martial artist is like you can't freeze you lose all your resources you go stupid we need to go intelligent now on every level and each day the yoga can help move the toxicity out it's kind of like brushing your teeth every day you need to move that that fuzz out of your mouth each day use the yoga to move that that fuzz out of your cell tissue so that you are not harboring poison. Yeah. You, you can harbor your spirit instead. Just one other thing about the snake, and we always use the snake in, in uh, Aboriginal culture. We use the snake because the cosmic rainbow serpent was our creator of the universe who sung the universe into existence. Uni meaning one verse, meaning song, one song. And the snake sheds not only does it shed its skin but it sheds its eye plates to have new vision and this is what the majority of people watching this program need to do beautiful love that where can people find more about uh, you guys if you if they want to dive in or do some yoga or check you guys out further 
Well, forestyoga.com, but forest is spelt with a double R. So it's F-O-R-R-E-S-T.com. And you'll find Anna and I there. We're not just yoga teachers. We're philosophers. We're dietitians. We're shamans. We're medicine people. You know, these days yoga has to be so much more because people come to us with all sorts of problems, suicidal, financial, mental, psychological, so many problems that we have to deal with. So we need a yoga system that is whole. And what Beautiful. we've been doing in, in lockdown, Jose's been writing songs. And when he writes songs, it's, it's to bring that song right down into the bone marrow of people who are listening, you know, to begin to change the electromagnetic vibrations. Literally, that's the intent behind it. We have made, we are in the process of finishing up a online three class course called may the rainbow always touch your shoulder you know it's so like bringing in that, that hope and magic of rainbow we did a three class trilogy called under one sky that people can get and that there's like i talk we talk people through very carefully so it's like if you just begin you'll learn and learning something new like this and doing something like this for yourself will make you proud of yourself. And that's a good thing. Do things that make you proud of yourself. Thank you, Matthew. You are now part of the forest yoga tribe. I appreciate it. Well, I, you know, I, I love everything that you guys uh, had to share and, and I resonate with your philosophy and your teachings and, you know, being a martial artist, I respect yoga um, because it, those are the elements you need mind, body, spirit, however you want to do it. You want to do it through dance. Uh, you want to do it, but the physical body and movement is so essential to our well-being and our, to our mastery. And even when I train with the Shaolin monks, you know, the, the way that they can move and the way they condition their body, it's all mind, body, spirit. And you can do that through yoga as well. And I love the addition of music. I feel like that's so fundamental. Yeah. It's so ancient. It's so tribal. And, uh, you know, it also makes it way more enjoyable. Oh, and yeah. So, you know, so more fun, right? It doesn't have to be so serious. You know, some of the styles out there are serious and martial yeah, arts yeah. varies, you know. So if you can make it fun and if you can move and you can be around a supportive place um, where that's encouraged. I feel like that is incredibly valuable. And there's also a tribe and community there, you know, willing to be open and, and explore. And uh, yeah, we're in fascinating times. So I'm grateful for you guys uh, coming on and your work. And I look forward to staying in touch. Cheers, Matthew. We're on your team. Awesome. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye. Good night. Uh, good one. <laughs> There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I really like how we moved around from optimization, peak performance, and what can we do to honor and activate and just make our vessel, make our body, make our minds as optimized as possible. And then also just become aware of the dangers of what exists out in the jungle, what exists out in the world that maybe we should be aware of so we can make a better choice. So we can choose something that we know is going to strengthen our connection, our life force and our spirit and be aware of things that we should probably stay away from. Um, I appreciate everybody who's been leaving a review on 
iTunes, who's been sharing shows. It helps immensely. So please consider leaving a review, becoming a patron, going to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Even if it's a buck, it doesn't matter. It helps immensely. And uh, sign up for the Academy if you wish and you want to dive deeper in some of these lessons and uh, would love to see you inside the Academy. So thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope that wherever you are in the world that you're supported, you feel safe, you have what you need, you're feeling strong. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. So let's come into a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, connection, courage, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.